0: Hi everyone, my name is Antonia. I live in Los Angeles. I am your resident lesbian and I love Hollywood and Hollywood history.
1: Hi, I am Barbara. I live here in Brooklyn, New York. I am the resident astrologer for this podcast. And today I would like to just pull a random tarot card just cause like I felt called to. So for today's episode, The card is Seven of Cups, that is confusion. So I don't know, maybe we're gonna be confused about something, but yeah, confusion, Seven of Cups.
2: I'm Olivia, I'm in Quebec City, Canada and I am the resident married woman, I guess, of the group and mother. Do you guys have married friends?
0: I do, yeah. Do you?
2: Yeah, I do have married friends. I have a lot of married friends. Um, But they're a lot older than me. I don't know anyone my age that's married, 29. Do you
0: find that once you got married, you suddenly collected more married friends or has it always been that way?
2: Well, when I got married, I was living in a small country town in Quebec with my in-laws and I didn't have many friends at all. (laughs) But when I finally moved to the city, I was definitely looking for... Not specifically married people, but I was looking for mom friends because I felt like I needed help. I needed inspiration. And uh, yeah, but I find my husband's group of friends are all from um, his high school. They're all coupled off. None of them are married. Some of them are starting to have kids um, or think about that. They're kind of like buying houses and things like that. Um, but yeah, we were definitely the first and I don't really get to meet people that look like us in our situation.
0: I find my straight friends, friends from high school, they did tend to get married earlier. And a lot of them already have at least their first kid. Some even have their second. My gay friends, I feel like are kind of just starting to get married and just starting to have kids. So it's it's happening a lot around me now, but I would say it happened a little later than I feel like it does for, or has for straight couples. Hmm. Yeah, I only
1: know um, one couple who's married and I met them later on, like, I think like after college through another friend Um, and they're a married couple, but in my immediate circle, like friends that I went to high school with, college with, like none of us are married. None of us have kids. Um, One of my friends just recently got engaged so that she'll be the very first one to actually get married out of all of us. But I was just thinking about that recently about how like, is something wrong with us? Because like none of us are like in any kind of like serious relationship. It's weird.
2: Have you ever felt a need to get married like at any time in your life? Or do you see some of your friends like that's their goal? They want to get married? I, I don't think about it as
1: much as I did when I was like a child. Uh, Like I'm talking like seven, eight years old. (laughs) As an adult, I really don't think about it. I'm like, if it happens, it happens, but I'm not like pressed, you know, like, oh, I have to get married. Like it's cool either way.
0: I have always really wanted to get married. I will say there have been times in my life where where I did view it more as like you know, I'm supposed to find my person and get married and buy a house and have kids. And I was very almost regimented in that way. And I've loosened a little bit on timelines and needs, but I do know that like something that I want to do is get married.
2: Yeah, we are definitely married because I wanted to get married. Um, But it was because we had a child really young. I mean, I was 21 when Melody was born and then we moved countries to my partner's country and i just hated being 21 (laughs) saying that i had like talking about my boyfriend and our baby it was just so ick to me and um i just really like had this yearning for that commitment of marriage um but i was also really surprised when sam agreed to it and i was even more surprised about how um happy my family were that we were getting married i was like well It was, you know, I don't know why it means anything to you. We've got a kid. We've, like, moved to a different country together. Like, it's, we're pretty clearly committed. Um, But it was actually really nice and I, we kind of got engaged and then I went to Australia for a couple of weeks to visit my family and my grandma gave me a dress that she wore to my parents' wedding. So it was really vintage. It was, like, kind of like a suit with um, double-breasted buttons and a flowy skirt and, yeah flowers like freesia, lavender blue flowers and a lace green back and I had a flower crown and so it was a very hippie wedding and Sam wore like a red velour vest that we got at the op shop and he's we got it dry cleaned and his mom put some nice buttons on it and stuff so
1: now, I want to see pictures <laughs> yeah I gotta yeah. show you
2: <laughs> but um, it was really cute zero degrees celsius and it was snowing so the pictures are really cool. And then, yeah, we went, got married in the morning, went out for lunch after and um, hung out with friends later and like played charades, I think. <laughs> it was pretty did cool.
0: You feel a change in your relationship after you were married compared to before?
2: Yes, I did, actually. Yeah, we kind of like just... Um, just to get vulnerable with you guys, we, we took a little break from like having sex for a while. And part of that was me going um, on the holiday and that. And then we, when I came back, we just sort of remained celibate for a bit. And that was my choice at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it was nice that Sam really respected that. Like I liked that, you know, to become one thing. It was, was really nice. It was a very, it was similar feeling like after I had Melody, my daughter, and then I remember really, distinctly the first time we had sex after that and it was just really special like it was very kind of like quiet and sensual and just nice and it felt like like it was just I don't know if you have ever like had sex and it feels like healing it was just I don't know it was just really special it, it was like, kind of like that's that. a Scorpio
1: right now this <laughs> description
2: <laughs> I was that Scorpio mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you reckon what? Why that, is that? that things, Barbara? It's very deep and intimate, <laughs> and just like it's all about the spiritual connection, it's the intimacy more so than the physical act. It's like really yes. delving into your energy. It's like all of that,
2: <laughs> very
1: <Scorpio>. Totally,
2: yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. Like, for when people ask, What was your favorite time you ever had sex? Like, there's been some wild things we've done, but the thing that i do remember are those moments where it's deep connection and that's you know and i don't know like what position it was or anything like that but i remember what that feels like
1: i wonder so about the discussion you guys had a discussion about being married i guess so it wasn't like a proposal or did you propose is that what i'm hearing because you brought it up Mm -hmm. and he agreed so was it like you proposed
0: i think i think i nagged I don't know if I proposed <laughs> you're like Sam marry me Sam are you gonna ask to marry me was
2: it like that <laughs> it wasn't quite like that it was just it was building up to possibly the point of an ultimatum and please please keep in mind I was 21 maybe 22 at this point <laughs> I got married when I was 22 but yeah, yeah. so it's a little bit less mature than I am now and I, I guess I I guess I nagged <laughs> And I got what I wanted. I threw a tantrum.
0: <laughs> yeah, it works out. So do you have friends like when they get married where their whole personality changes or they like lose, like suddenly they just forget whatever their life was before and they get so enveloped in their marriage?
1: I, I want to say like, I'm guilty. I'm, I'm probably that person, <laughs> um, in relationships. Um, you know, I'm not married, but like, yeah, I will lose myself completely in a relationship and forget that anyone else in the world exists. Like I am focused on this person, this relationship and yeah, it's usually awesome. And then, you know, then I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have any friends anymore. (laughs) So yeah. Um, I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to be a better person about that. But yeah, I, I don't know anyone else like that. So no.
0: I feel like I, I and again, I, and I don't want to generalize here, but I think I do see this more with my straight friends where I feel like sometimes once they get married, they like, they really disappear. They look on their single friends as um, sort of as described in the episode, like a little more sad or a little more, undesirable you know oh that life before I was married that kind of thing and they really seem to seek out other married people I don't know maybe that's just my my impression or my experience but I I I have some friends like that
1: I think you're right, because I've had friends or people like I have family members who have shared with me that like since they got married that their single friends are acting funny and like they should know I'm married now so I don't have time to be doing this and that and like they get upset that (laughs) they can't hang the same way that they used
2: to. So yeah, that is a thing for sure. Yeah, I think some people see being married as like a job. Like, you know, all of a sudden you're you're on a trajectory, right? Like of getting the house, maybe you have that before you're married or something, but yeah. And maybe starting a family or creating this lifestyle where you go on a big vacation every year or something like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think if you really buy into like the order of operations that your life is supposed to happen in, then getting married really feels like
2: you've leveled up,
0: right? Oh, now I've accomplish this thing and look at me and now it's the next thing right and
2: (laughs) but going back to like the start of a relationship I mean they say it's like your brain being on cocaine pretty much Like, I totally understand you being completely infatuated and consumed by that new relationship. Like, that was me and Sam for sure. I just had no idea of what was going on in the world around me. I like almost lost my job. I just, I don't know, (laughs) it's just ridiculous. We were so obnoxious. Like, so we met in a hostel in London. So we were like uh, living in staff quarters and sharing our room and stuff. So we would, um, at five o'clock, like before my shift, we would go up and everyone knew we were going up to have sex. <laughs> in front of the hostel door, we'd put a cone or we'd put something on the door, a sock on the door or something, and no one would just us for an hour. We're so like, it's, I think of it now, like that's so gross. Everybody would <laughs> just like sort of hold hands and skip to the room. It's a
0: cute memory,
2: though. Yeah. It is it's on drugs. It's
1: Passionate. Drugs. It sounds very passionate. <laughs> I love it. I wish I was that free. <laughs> I'm still not. Good for you. I'm very like, you know. I think I get really excited in relationships. Like it is like cocaine at first, but like I don't know that I'm like about to lose my job. Crazy. <laughs>
0: I think in my like first real relationship, I was for sure like that. I was like, I would burn this world down for you, whatever. Uh, but <laughs> Because that experience went so terribly in the end, I think I'm much more cautious now getting into things.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. how's been your relationship going, Antonia?
0: I mean, it's, it's going very well. Thank you. <laughs> I always like to think that I'm exempt from like, the lesbian timeline of things um, but this relationship is going at light speed but I can't say that I'm upset about it so uh, we'll say yeah.
1: I love this she said I can't say that I'm upset about it oh okay whoever this woman is congratulations Antonia is a gem
0: <laughs> thank you <laughs> I'm gonna like hide inside <laughs> side
2: <laughs> so Do you think single people and married people are enemies? I don't know about enemies, but I definitely have
1: experienced like some negative energy thrown my way. Like if I'm like, just like randomly talking to a man who is married, um, his wife will come up and just like in a very subtle, but not so subtle way, let me know, like, you know, this is my husband and I'm, I could be. So, less interested. Like, it's not that serious for me. Like, I would never. But, like, I think there's a level of feeling threatened sometimes. Maybe with like newlyweds, potentially, that's like a thing. I don't know. But I've definitely experienced that.
0: That's true. I've had that same experience. And I try personally, I guess this is lucky for me. I try very early on just to drop in, like, I'm a lesbian and hope that that will clear the air. And, and I would say usually it does. It's like, hey, I'm not a threat. I'm not interested. Everything's fine.
1: I know. And sometimes, too, it makes me think, like, yikes, like your relationship doesn't sound very secure if you're threatened by just the mere thought of me just having a conversation.
2: You bring up a valid point. Yeah, I'm just trying to think, like, sometimes when I've been in friendships with single people, I feel like they don't understand my responsibilities but it's probably more to do with my daughter like i know my daughter goes to school there's there's feeding people there's different responsibilities and um, priorities sometimes and i feel like that can be a clash with some single people who are just super free and don't think about that stuff but
0: in your household do do you handle most of the household tasks i
2: think we're pretty split like i like, we, we really share the cooking, I think. I think I'm a better cook, but it's, it's all right. Um, when it comes to, like, um, the practicality stuff of my daughter, my husband does all the morning stuff, which is amazing. And, he like, he gets up early and um, fixes my daughter's lunch and takes her to school. And I sleep in, and it's the best. I don't know other people do have that. It's pretty good. But then I will usually do the dinner. I will clean um, a lot more, and it's probably because my standards are a bit higher. Um, we we have come to terms of separating the washing. I wash my stuff, and Sam washes his stuff because he's irrespectful of my things i think <laughs> so that's just something that we've done um and i often do a lot more in the evening and um yeah like clean up in the evening and stuff and he'll be relaxing or whatever that's how we split things and, and i i like it like it's sam has always been on board with that i yeah
0: and are you guys comfortable doing a lot of like social nights out without each other
2: yeah, we do definitely have different friends. Yeah, like as I said, Sam has his group of friends. I love hanging out with them, but I think he needs his boy time. He also plays Dungeons and Dragons, which doesn't interest me at all. And um, he goes hunting now, just kind of, it's new. Didn't know I married a hunter. Anyway, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he has his activities and I have my activities and I like to go out with girlfriends and drink wine. and Yeah, but we we cross over. So... What does marriage mean to you? What marriage
0: means to me is, I don't know, committing yourself to somebody fully, and God, I actually I should have an answer for this, and I don't really. It's like when you really love somebody and want to commit yourself to them and uh, you know, you're gonna stay together through the good and the bad and grow together and hopefully have a family together, whatever that means to you. and um and they're like the person that you love more than all the other people I just feel like that's such a a
1: loaded question I don't mean to get all dark but you know I just also feel like marriage is a business Um, it's it's it totally is it's two people agreeing to certain things you know sometimes there's contracts involved there are just many different ways to do a marriage and it just so many people I feel like have their own situation or setup up for their marriage and I think like it's beautiful when it works so I just I think marriage ultimately is just it's an agreement I think it's Actually, also
0: tax breaks what was that tax breaks I don't know about in Canada but in the U.S. like you get certain tax deductions for being
2: married mm-hmm. that's something that Sam works out as well nothing to do with that (laughs) um Barbara I had no idea you were gonna have such a
0: cynical view of marriage I know it's sad right I just
1: I that's just lately where my mind is at with marriage just because like I've seen so many marriages go sour and I mean like they start up so amazingly like it's incredible and and at the end, the two people in this marriage, it's as though they, they never even knew or loved each other. And it's just the weirdest thing to me that you can go from this beautiful thing to just really trying to tear each other apart. And it's, and I'm just like, so this is marriage. It's a, its just an agreement to, you know, try. I but know. I don't
0: think that's the fault of marriage. That's the fault of two people who weren't able to uh, grow or meet each other's needs or, you know, changes people change. Like who the person that you marry 30 years down the line is going to be a different person. But part of marrying that person is saying, you know, I'm going to try to meet you where you're at and you're going to do the same with me. And I think when people, when it turns so messy or, or terrible or whatever it is, it's either because they hadn't built the right foundation to begin with, right? They were just like, we're going to get married because the thing we're supposed to do is get married. And they like did that, or they kind of dropped the ball at some point and and didn't do the work that they were supposed to do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. Marriage is work. Mm. I I was just going to say, I totally agree with you that I think marriage is an agreement and something my mother-in-law said to me is that that two is a really strong team you can get a lot done with two and it's so true and it it is an agreement to like be a team to um, create a life together to manage a family and take turns sometimes with like looking after each other like my husband studied for a long time I had to learn a new language to be able to work and to function in society that's you know, it's, he had to carry me through that. And also like my husband broke his leg a couple of years ago and um, was, it was in the middle of winter. He was home for three months and we were anyway in an apartment where he, like there were stairs and he couldn't get outside the apartment. Like there's just these things that come up that you, you're kind of obligated because you're married to, to help that other person out. And I, I agree that it's an agreement and it and I also agree with what um, Antonia said that um, like you, you you grow up together and you change and sometimes I think you have to decide whether you gr- you're growing apart or you're going to adjust to these two people. Um, as I said, like Sam has become a hunter. I don't know <laughs> I've had to deal with that. <laughs> and, yeah, and I had to have a big conversation with Sam. Like I want to say it was, you know, last year or something where – we have really different personalities when it comes to like risk, for example, like I'm very happy-go-lucky, as my mom says, and I'm not a very good saver. I'm like, I do things like go on trips and <laughs> max out a credit card and pay it back or something. I don't know, putting myself out there on, on social media or doing a stand-up comedy set and for Sam, that's just like out of this world. He's like, why would you do that? And that there were all these things that I was doing and I felt really like irresponsible. Like in Sam's eyes, I was really irresponsible or something. And then I just switched one day and I'm like, but all those things is what I like about myself. So I had to say to him like, look, I need you to take this pressure off me of you making me feel like I'm irresponsible because I'm just going to continue to do things that you don't like or you don't understand or agree with or something like that that's just how it's going to be if i'm going to be myself that's what's going to happen and uh it was a it was a good like readjustment of where we're at in our relationship and and i also had to respect some things about sam like he um likes security like he's fantastic at saving and planning for the future and he's looking for like a a job that is stable for the rest like he just wants to find park himself in one job and just do that for the rest of his life and have the all the benefits and everything like that. And that for me, like that's prison. I had to explain that as well. Like that is never, ever, ever going to be my goal ever. And yeah, we had to adjust to that. Yeah. I almost wonder, like, I think coming
1: up, right. The next episode, I'll just like sneak preview. It's about dating in your twenties versus your thirties. So like, I almost wonder like with getting married, because I feel like in your 20s, you're not fully an adult. At least I, I'm I'm sure I wasn't.
0: Absolutely not. And so even if like, you think you are, you are not. Exactly. So like you go through like
1: 2021 through like 29 to 30. At 30, you're like a different person. So like in a marriage, do you feel like now you have to like relearn this person, reintroduce yourself, get to know each other again? Is it like a whole new, like, dating again, I guess. Like, is that, does that make sense, what I'm asking?
2: Yeah, I think it continues, too. Like, I think you know, 40, I'm looking forward to that as an upgrade. Um, and, yeah, I mean, my grandma in her 80s has just had, like, a renewal of her life, and she's a different person. And I think it keeps going if you let it. Mm-hmm. That's my goal anyway.
0: Yeah. And I think it's fair to say that, like, at least in my perspective, perspective of marriage and all the things that I said, it doesn't necessarily mean that every couple has to stay together forever. And like, that's the rule and you have to meet the other person where they are or like change with them. But I just don't think that every marriage end has to be a terrible thing or a mean thing or an angry thing. I think that if you have set the right foundation and you've been trying your best, right? You have the best intentions to be your partner. It's okay at a certain point to say, hey, when we were 20 and 30, you know, we, we really matched up with each other. And at 40, it seems like we've ended up in two different places. And like, I set you free with all the love in the world. And I think that's right. I think when marriage started, you know, a 1000 years ago, people lived to like 36. So it was really easy yeah. to promise the rest of your life to somebody.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good point. <laughs> that's, that's the most morbid thing that's said so far. That was (laughs) such a good point. (laughs) All right. I wanted to ask you, so for LGBTQ couples, um, if they want to become parents, I thought it'd be interesting to discuss um, what avenues they might choose to take and why.
0: ton of avenues. And I guess it depends a little bit if you're uh, like, lesbian couple versus a um, gay male couple but you can uh use a surrogate so like somebody else to carry and birth a child for you um you can do like ivf or iui um which would be either getting a friend or a donor's sperm and like popping that inside or uh, combining it with an egg to make embryos and popping those inside uh, you can adopt of course um I guess those are the biggest the biggest ways um, and I have friends who have done like all of those different options and I have um there are some couples where I know like at least for women where both like both moms have carried a kid I know a lot of couples where you know one mom has carried, all of the kids I know some where they just use the carrying mom's uh egg and others where they would use embryos from both moms
1: oh I like that option
0: yeah like
1: I would get her embryo and she'd get mine and we'd like birth each other's kids
0: well or say it was you and your partner maybe you use your partner's egg but you're the carrier and now you both have like a real
2: Mm-hmm. And in the creation if that makes oh, sense yes um, I like that <laughs> yeah me too I feel like maybe it's my Scorpio energy but that feels really spiritual to me yeah
0: and actually I've got two friends um where they uh both like use their eggs to make the embryos and put a couple inside and I don't know if they knew like whose were which or how it was going to work out but they ended oh. up with twins that are so very clearly uh, one genetically from one mom and one genetically from the other mom. That is so cool. Oh, okay. So many options out there, mm-hmm. and the I will say the donor sites. Uh, sometimes I'll just like cruise around them on, like for fun, <laughs> like Zillow, like shopping for homes. <laughs> Literally, yes. And you can like filter for different things. They'll show you all of their like physical traits, so height, weight, um, sort of like skin tone, Their what their major was in college. They'll show you writing samples. So like the person they would most like to have lunch with or their greatest accomplishment. They'll give you all their family history, like going back generations, um, baby pictures, the whole nine yards. It's so interesting.
1: Okay, I would want a birth chart as well
0: is that included (laughs) like the parents birth charts you're like i'm not gonna have the kid of a scorpio or something like that well
1: just because like i feel like you can get such a deep deep look into like the psychology of a person by looking at a birth chart so i would really need that like if i'm picking a a donor
0: i'll petition for that to be included
1: Yes, thank you.
0: (laughs) And then they also give you the choice with the donors. You can have a totally open donor where like, oh, you want them to be in touch or meet the baby and whatever. Or you could say, I want no contact till the kid's 18. Or you can say, I never, ever, ever want anyone to have the option to know ever. So there's so many ways that you can go about that too.
2: Yeah, and what about the costs of these things? How much money-
0: (laughs) Um, I, I forget the exact number, but you have to pay for all these different things. So, um, to get the full subscription and I just got to use my friend's login who is actually looking for like donors, but you have to pay the subscription for the website. You have to pay for like the sperm and then for the transportation and storage of it. And like, depending on how many vials you want Then when it's actually time to use it, you have to again pay for like the transportation and then the implantation of it. And then of course you have all your like regular pregnancy costs. So
1: So like by the end of this, how much are we spending?
0: I I forget the numbers, but a lot. Like I want to say it was like $2,500 per vial. And I want to say it was like something similar for transportation. I think it's like 30K, like just to get the baby in here.
2: Gotcha.
0: Where in other world, like in another world, I could just go out on the street, meet somebody and have the same outcome for free.
2: Right. Do you know if it's legal for the surrogate to profit from being a surrogate in the United States? I I really don't know in Canada. I feel like in Australia, it's definitely completely illegal.
0: We do. You absolutely can. Um, I've heard Quotes anywhere from like thirty to hundred thousand, and then they'll pay like the medical fees on top of it. Because if you think about it, that the surrogate is absolutely turning their whole world upside down for nine months to be a vessel for your future baby. So I think it's only fair. I know that there is rising controversy around surrogacy, and um, I've this is in the most extreme of cases, and not what I agree to, but I've heard it as like a form of trafficking almost or uh, exploitation of somebody like somebody's body, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. It's kind of scary if it becomes fashionable or something. Like if you're a celebrity, like, oh, I don't want to ruin my body <laughs> and just want to have someone else do that for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's, there's lines. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, um, so many people can't carry. And then I, I guess then it raises all of these questions of, well, how important are my genetics to me? Or why do I need, you know, a baby of my genes versus other genes? Uh, especially when there are so many kids who could, you know, use homes in the foster system or, you know, up for adoption. So I, I understand there, but, um, but if there's an option in the world for somebody to, you know, have a baby the way that they feel they need to, who am I to say,
2: you don't get to Mm -hmm. very interesting all right shall we move on bay of married pigs episode three of sex in the city so we start off and we meet patience and peter and uh carrie is a house guest um i think in their their house in the hamptons Mm -hmm. and she says house guests are always expected to sing for their supper and Patience and Peter want to know all the details about Carrie's single escapades. And then in the morning, before coffee, Carrie stumbles across Peter's full frontal in the hall, and uh, Carrie makes a point to tell Patience, and then my favourite line in the episode, Honey, did Carrie see your dick in the hall? <laughs> I, I love it. Oh, I love a good dick joke. So, <laughs> anyway can I see your dick in the hall? <laughs> it's the cadence of it. It's so good. Um, so, <laughs> and then we cut to um, the girls having lunch and Samantha says, maybe he just wanted to show it off like a monkey. <laughs> I love it. I loved the innuendo of the pepper mill. Yeah, that was that
1: was weird. That was definitely strange. Um, I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but like when you see a dick, and you weren't expecting to see a dick. It's startling. Like I, whoa, it's like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> it is so, startling. I would be been like, whoa. You know, she handled it very well, but um, it was definitely very awkward. And um, <laughs> yeah. just like, I'm not sure what he was trying to do. Like he literally stood there with coffee and was just talking, dick hanging out.
0: I feel like today that might be considered predatory.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was off. It was deliberate. It was too casual. <laughs> it's startling to see a dick when you're not expecting to see a dick. <laughs> it is.
1: It's very so startling.
2: So, one of the questions the episode is asking, I guess we kind of answered it, but do married people look at single people differently? Yeah, you answer, you answer it. Uh, me answer it. Okay. Olivia, do you look at us differently? <laughs> I look at you differently. Well, look. So I have um, a client, and she has a big, big job. I assume that she makes a lot more money than me. And she was explaining to me like how expensive her life is, just because she's a single person and she doesn't have anyone to share costs with. And so, like, it was just a little bit of a light bulb for me to realize that, like, I'm really lucky. Like, I'm really lucky to have a, a team member, like, to be, you know, to be in a couple where we're we're combining our salaries we're like you know picking up the slack of each other so um do I look at different I will i feel like I'm answering this question shitty but
0: um, it sounds like you're about to say you feel bad for us cuz yeah we're i
2: feel bad for you guys <laughs> I I feel so bad because
0: Cause we don't have someone to <laughs> share the the financial burdens
2: Yes. <laughs> I'm very concerned about your financial burdens.
0: <laughs> well, come move in with me. Let's share electricity. <laughs> yes. We can do that. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. You know, I learned so much about you, Olivia, and you look down on a single people.
2: I don't know. I don't know.
0: What's well, <laughs> single solo dwellers.
2: All right. This is another thing, too, is I think that I think that there's this rumor going around that like married people are not having much sex. (laughs) And I think on average, like married people are having a lot of sex. And I'm like wondering for you guys, like, well, but you're not super single. Antonia, you're not single. You're probably having a lot of sex. You're in a new relationship. (laughs) Antonia is taken care of. (laughs) <laughs> it's no
0: comments.
2: <laughs> it's nice to have that built-in like comfort and intimacy waiting for so, you. So it's things.
1: like it's nice to have the consistency of a partner. Yes. you're not having just random parts at you. Okay. I <laughs> Okay. It's another good mm. um observation. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Anyway, yeah, you guys should get married. It's great. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> where are we? Okay, so Carrie runs into an ex on the street and it turns out since then he's come out and after establishing that Carrie is single, the, uh, the couple asked Carrie if she'd donate one of her eggs. So it's obviously very abrupt. We've also talked about this. Is there anything to add with that situation?
0: Yeah. Would either of you donate your eggs to somebody? Not like that. Like not on the street, like oh, hey, random X. Right? I don't think you have to hand it over right there. <laughs> I
1: mean, I, I feel like if it's someone I genuinely love and trust who needed it, I probably would, but it's not a decision that I would enter into lightly there would be a lot of thought so
0: would you want to or feel the need to then be involved in that baby's life or do you think you'd be okay saying that's like I donated an egg but it's got nothing to do with me and
1: oof, that's hard a part of me feels like I want to say no I would be like nope all yours I'll you know do my best to just be auntie Barbara or whatever in the background but yeah I don't know like the way I like to attach this to
2: stuff, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I think I could have done it when I was younger and I would have been completely for it. Um, but the older I get, the more I realize it's really complicated. I think I'm realizing as I'm older that some friendships don't last even though they seem like they will forever. So if it was a friend, maybe we wouldn't be in contact in the next 10 years or something. And and it would be, it would be complicated, but there would be instances where it would be a good decision as well
0: what about you antonia I don't think you, think I you were gonna it. get away with not <laughs> answering <laughs> no i i don't think that i could do it i think it would like and, and i i think it's amazing for people who can but i think that it would like weigh on my shoulders and i would want to be involved or want to be a part of like their life but i know that that so would not be my place so no i don't think so
2: Another facet of the storyline in this episode is Miranda gets missexual sexual preference by her colleague. Um, I think it's her colleague who sets her up on a blind date. Um, but Sid and her get along pretty well anyway. And uh, Miranda's boss invites them uh, to a dinner, um, which she wouldn't normally get invited to because she's single.
1: I think it was messed up of her colleague to just assume that she was gay without any any sort of conversation, like nothing. I thought that that was messed up. But I do like Miranda's approach to the whole thing. Um, Sid seemed awesome. You know, I hope they remained friends. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah kudos for Miranda for like actually being cool about it and like kudos to Sid for being a real champ not just at the game but then for going to dinner too already knowing what the deal was Uh, so I respected that I felt such a like ping of annoyance when it was like oh my wife really wanted lesbian like lesbians at the table or lesbians whatever I was like excuse me
1: what about it insulted you the most? What was it? What did it?
0: It was like that the lesbians were just supposed to be like an ornament at the table or something to like gawk at or a feigned sense of like diversity. It like it was that they were an accessory to the situation and it wasn't about the people at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah, it would satisfy his wife's curiosity about lesbians and lesbian culture or whatever like I don't know maybe she's like closeted I don't know what the situation with that was but it was definitely interesting
0: also I guess kind of funny that like that storyline revolves around uh, Miranda's character like not being gay but in real life you know not too many years later uh, Cynthia Nixon herself would come out
1: yeah I feel like So at that point, she wasn't out, right? The actress. And then years later, she came out.
0: So she came out as bisexual in 2012. What year did we decide the show is? Like 97, 98? Ah.
2: 98, I think. I didn't realize it was so recent. Interesting. But
0: she met her wife at a 2002 gay rights rally. Oh, wait. Oh, maybe she, sorry, maybe she came out as gay earlier and then as bisexual later. Because it says she met, this is Wikipedia. She met her wife at a 2002 gay rights rally and announced her engagement at a rally for New York same-sex marriage in 2009.
2: Yeah, that makes more sense. Because I feel like they have a son together that's like 10 plus. I saw it on Instagram. He's a redhead. All right. So Carrie brings the girls to David's house party. Oh, did we, we haven't introduced David yet. So David- Carrie was set up on a blind date, um, kind of, like that she didn't know she was on, um, from other married friends. And David is the kind of guy who's really obviously keen to get married. And it it seems like Carrie's a little bit turned off by this, but she decides to try him on anyway. Uh, Carrie brings the girls to David's house party and the girls' faces fall when they realise the whole party is married couples. And yeah, Samantha decides to do tequila shots, <laughs> which is hilarious. And she finds at least two men in the room that she's already slept with and she gets wasted. Um, have you ever turned up to a party and it's all married couples? And how would you feel about that? Would that be disappointing?
1: Yeah, I always feel weird just because like, I do feel like a vibe from the married women. Like, what, why are you here? Why, why are you talking to my man? Like, it's, it's freaking awkward. Amen. I second
2: that. Totally. He's like romanticized marriage and he's got it all set out in his head. It is scary, especially with the the baby mobile. Yeah. <laughs> that was I weird. Never,
0: I would never feel special with him. I don't I would always just feel like, well, I was the person that happened to be there, or I was the person that happened to say yes, and I could have been anyone. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that I've necessarily had that experience, but I did I did want to talk about David a little bit. Uh, Because I feel like we're supposed to feel really bad for him. And like, oh, somebody's supposed to marry him. But I would absolutely not trust him as somebody to marry because he doesn't care who the person is. He doesn't care who he's marrying or what they're like. He just wants to get married for the sake of getting married. And I feel like there are giant red flags there.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, the whole trying people on thing. Have Mm -hmm. any of you guys done that? Where like, you'll just date someone because... You know, you just want to see if it fits. But, you know, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't.
2: Yeah, I did that. Before I met Sam, I was kind of hooking up with this guy and he was like studying, he's doing his PhD and yeah, and we just, we just kept hooking up and we were, it, it was really nice. And I found him very attractive, but then he would talk about like these really intelligent things. He would use the word um, quintessentially a lot. And I didn't know what that was. And I was like, and I was just imagining my life of him talking about things that I don't understand, like for, you know, the rest of my life yeah. and I was like, he, he doesn't know that at at what point, I do not understand anything that he's saying. <laughs> so, yeah, that was like trying someone on.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I feel like I'm probably guilty as well of that. And a part of me always feels bad because, like, I go into it, like, hoping that, oh, maybe they'll surprise me and, like, I'll be into them, but, like, initially I'm not. So now I'm trying to figure out if that's a good thing or a bad thing that I do, like, just trying
0: isn't that what dating is supposed to be like if you only date the people that you're initially so attracted to well you're going to be in some sort of a pattern or a like cycle of dating the same people so I think you're supposed to try someone on and keep an open mind and maybe date someone that you're not so sure about because they may surprise you and that could be the love of your life
1: Thank you, Antonia, for making me feel better about that because it's something I definitely struggle with. I'm like, uh, I feel bad because I'm often like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> so i have tried on a lot.
0: <laughs> that is literally the point of dating. That's true. I didn't think of it like that.
2: Surprise, surprise. Look who's at the party, uh, Patience and Peter, who Carrie didn't expect to see again. And the air seems to be clear between them uh, since she's dating... David which as I said seems to mean that she is on the trajectory to marriage she's going to be just like Patience and Peter soon and then uh drunk Samantha comes over and held up by Charlotte and realizes that it's the guy (laughs) with the Peppermill dick (laughs) such a good moment I love that moment it's a perfect party real moment
0: I love how much you love Peppermill dick (laughs) Yeah. I love how much loves
1: dick jokes. I love how much she loves dick jokes, sex talk. I just it's just so in line with everything that I know about her chart. So thank you.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. No, since i watched that episode recently, I, I do laugh about that joke a lot. <laughs> anyway. And I have been practicing my favorite line. I'm gonna say it one more time. Honey, did Carrie see your dick in the hall? <laughs> Do you remember Carrie's face? Oh dear, my! I just got a new phone, actually, and my husband did actually leave a secret um, photo of his balls on my phone. Did it for me to find you? later? When you saw it, did it startle you? Were you like, whoa, whoa? <laughs> it did. <laughs> startle me! It, did. it was a real close up. You see it's just like skin with sparse
1: hairs you see and that's a familiar dick and you still were startled
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and then it, like I held my niece for the first time on Sunday and we took some photos obviously and I was at my friend's house my lovely Christian friend's house <laughs> yesterday and I was I was just going to give her my phone to let her scroll through the photos. I just saw it, you know, on the, on the, the grid. Oh, no, I'm going to have control of this one. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, <laughs> so I haven't deleted it. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, so you kept the picture. Yeah.
2: going to be used for later jokes. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> so... Charlotte takes Samantha home and I love this bit Samantha wakes up still drunk and she's in a long I think fur coat just lingerie underneath and seduces the Irish um, doorman and I just love the whole setup was so good.
0: I loved like the outfit, the long fur coat with the lingerie. I was like, I want all of these things. I want to rock them. They look so good. I was like, could I wear this just out in the world? How could I get away with it? Do
2: it. Do it. I want to. It it was, it was hot. I love the cigarette. Like, can I have a cigarette? And she threw the cigarette, I wasted that cigarette. And as it next smoke, I'm like, oh, should we, should we pick it up? <laughs> anyway but then um then she's like can I have a kiss yeah it was very hot
0: when people throw cigarettes like that I'm like so is that considered littering could you get in trouble what really happens does it get swept up oh, I didn't even Did think, think of that. There was a <laughs> trash can
2: nearby? Is it still on fire <laughs> I love it mm. um and I loved that Charlotte um caught the doorman her doorman obviously uh, she knows in the hole with these with his suspenders and his his um plaid shorts, and he was like being so polite. Was, that was so good.
0: The highlight of the episode for me is when he's like,
2: "Let me get the door for you." I know.
0: And he's going to the bathroom,
2: and I love Charlotte's little like face. Like she, it's um, she has this kind of bung eye thing. <laughs> we will never talk of this again. <laughs> I love charlotte
1: i do <laughs> she makes a lot of faces and i love it <laughs> i love it
2: i thought she handled it very well though i like that i'm like if i come into a situation like that that's exactly how i'm going to handle it we will never speak of this again I
0: thought that she was maybe gonna go mad, like yell at Samantha, yell at the guy, you know, hit, swat him out with a magazine or something. I agree, this was very
2: tame. I think it was classy. That's the classy way of when you're shocked and you just want to handle things and show authority to your doorman. And um, yeah, you just we will never speak of this again. So as we know, it didn't work out with, um, with David and Carrie it was just, it was doomed so Carrie hands David off to Charlotte they date for a while and things moved quickly and soon they were looking at China patterns together they realized it was never going to work out uh, because he was American classic and she was French country did you like get the reference I don't know do, is that an American thing Antonia maybe you know I was like I I assume
0: these are aesthetics and like I get it, but I couldn't identify either one. Like I made a mental note to Google it later.
1: Yeah, it was just a descriptor to describe them aesthetically, Yeah, their style. But I'm surprised that that's what did it for Charlotte because she was so into it up until the China. Really? The China? That's what did it? Like, like, but if she's
0: like, if we know anything about her, she's been imagining her wedding and her homes and her style pathetic. like her decor since she was six years old and there's no way that she's going to bend on that like overnight for this guy she's hardly been dating
2: who's also been romanticizing the same thing so it just clashed
0: yeah. all right what it was can crazy. you tell us about those styles do you know olivia i don't know so when i google french country decor and american classic decor they don't look so different to me on their face But I can actually still imagine that for Charlotte, that was like Armageddon, right? Gotta love her.
2: I didn't really know. I did actually kind of look it up, but I just got on this website that was just showing me all different um, plate patterns. and I couldn't really discern which one was French country and what's American classic. But I think just from the flash of the actual episode, like American classic might be red and gold and I don't know, maybe with emblems or something on it i don't know french country i think is like blue and white maybe anything we want to say before we sign off thanks so much for listening to us thanks so much for listening we'll be back
0: yeah just next week on us and Um, our cities.
2: she had to check the name (laughs) (laughs) hang on i got one hang on hang on hang on (laughs) honey did carrie see your dick in the hall
0: That's the sign off, honestly.